Previously, on episode 47 of Out of Our Heads. Good job. I forgot it was yep. Jamie Foxx. Um, oh yeah, I mean, oh, this time I'm... Salvage his career post-Amazing Spider-Man 2. <laughs> oh. Isn't he, isn't he coming back as that? Yes. <laughs> That's great. Great for you. Okay, we don't, we don't have time to discuss that, and I also am not interested in hey, discussing Hey, Joe, we've been talking for, like, more than an hour, but, um... Maybe now's the time to get into a Spider-Verse discussion? Maybe now's Maybe the time, time to get into a Spider-Verse discussion? To get into a Spider-Verse discussion? And now, the conclusion. Hello, welcome back to Out of Our Heads, a comic book and pop culture podcast from the minds of me, Joe Bortner. And if there was a ranking of all the Spider-Men in, in, in all the multiverse, he'd come in fifth place. It's Nick Protopapis. I'm Spider-Man? Sure. <laughs> I, okay. I don't. Yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, speaking of of being Spider-Man, um, Ben, I need my Spider-Man costume back. Yeah, Joe, I can't believe you said Nick would come in fifth place when I have literally played Spider-Man. Yeah, I know. You, you'd come in fourth. Yeah, played, oh. as in not being. Um, what? Um, yeah, played played a role, <laughs> as in you're not that. Whereas who's, I, who's the number one? I live as to- Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire is also playing, <laughs> playing Spider-Man. Yeah, 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 no, I know, I know. I'm saying that I'm saying that the Toby Maguire version of, of, of Spider-Man comes in number you're, one. Oh, you're talking about versions. <laughs> oh, the version. Wait, you're saying Ben's version of Spider-Man? No, I'm saying I'm saying that, you know, there is a universe where the Toby Maguire shit actually happens. <laughs> Just oh. like there's a universe where Spider-Man Shalom coming, the the comedy short film you made actually happens yeah <laughs> i guess so <laughs> just like there's I, man, a just I, like I there's was... a universe where nick protopop is a spider-man <laughs> i thought i was living that the entire time <laughs> guys i don't know what you're talking about but i don't i don't like being second to ben so that's kind of my entire opinion on this okay um so i don't get a fancy introduction or what do you, you dude normally when we do these you like come in with your own shit oh i guess i guess that is what i did um <laughs> awesome <laughs> uh what, what do we do now normal normally we have we've got some sort of bit that we do oh should i tell them should i tell them about my my superhero idea that's sort of related to spider-man that's a bit yeah you can tell them about your superhero idea okay okay <laughs> So it's a dude, and his power is being really good at romance. He's really good at romancing. Okay? Someone give me affirmation. You know what that is? That's the villain of Jessica Jones. No. Yeah, it's kind of a... It's There's a creepy dimension to what it's a, you're... sort of a... Yeah. No, it's not It's not creepy. He's he's just really good at... So, so, Nick, what is this hero called? He's called the Master Dater. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> pretty good, right? I haven't come up with anything else to go with that bit. That's the whole thing so far, but it gets big laughs already. So, awesome. mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I don't. Well. I don't know what to do with that information. Sometimes I think of funny things, and I just like don't know what to do with it. Like, yeah. what do I do with this idea? What do I do so, with it now? Sometimes it can just live. Sometimes yeah, like that's like, that's not the kind of thing that comes up in conversation. You know, that's just like an idea. Like I'd have yeah. to, like I have to, like literally slow everyone down to stop. You have to be like, guys, I came up with this idea the other day. Hold on, it can come up in conversation if you make it come up. In that's conversation. what I'm saying. I have to, I have to literally like stop the press and like 
like lay everyone in on this idea I have. And that's the only way it can come up really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. And like, is it that funny that you'd like stop the conversation? I mean, yes. <laughs> but I don't want to be annoying about it. You know, I don't want to be like, guys, I'm really funny all the time. It's sort of like that joke about Ted Cruz when he was at, when he was at Princeton, he was on the debate team. Um, so he, you might call him a master debater. Okay, that's not nearly as. Funny. Yeah, that's not quite as good. It, it, it's like yeah, nice a try, a, Ben. There's an extra <laughs> step there. Nice um, try stopping the conversation to insert that joke, but yeah. So but... every year, uh, we invite my brother Ben Bortner uh, onto the podcast to pick a movie of his own choice. Totally I did not pick this movie. <laughs> no, yes, and he, he did. Said, he says that every year, and we don't understand what he's saying. <laughs> I don't think I picked either of the movies from the last two years. <laughs> and um, and what are you talking about? You love Star Wars. You, you love Star Wars. You, you love, love Star Wars. You're a you Star Warsologist. You I love Marvel. Good. You love Pixar. <laughs> yeah, you love these things. What are you saying, Beth? <laughs> That's your life. <laughs> you know, I guess I do. Yep. Yeah. I spent. I've actually spent my whole life studying Marvel and Pixar and Star Wars. <laughs> um, I guess in a way, I have though. So. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I, I don't think it's a stretch to say that I like all of those things. So, is it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, as I, anyway, as I was saying, uh, we invite him on the show every year um, for our final episode of the year. This year, 2021. It's been a long one. We didn't make that many episodes, so it actually hasn't been... If you listen to these... If you binge these podcasts, I don't know why you'd do that. Um, it hasn't been that long since the, the last Ben Bortner appearance, uh, but he's back. He's back again. I'm back. I don't know, Ben. I thought you'd be bringing more comedic energy to the show this year. And it seems um, like you're you're kind of drained of, of comedic energy. Yeah, I mean, well... Why did your master debater joke have to be Ted Cruz related? What is that? Like, why'd you bring that up? You know, I gotta be honest, guys. I used all of my comic potential on Spider-Man Shalom coming. Right, we can we can talk about that. You've recently made a a short film uh called Spider-Man Shalom coming. Yeah. What 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 how would you care to to introduce this well, to our friends at home? Well, it's it's uh, Spider-Man but he's Jewish. So uh instead of becoming a man at his bar mitzvah, he becomes a Spider-Man. Um and uh instead of a mask, he wears a yarmulke. Which which also hides his identity, um, you know. It's 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 what you would assume. Uh, it's the it's the normal beats of Spider Man, uh, but he's but he's Jewish. This is yeah. This is generally what happens. I I really like that video. It's funny. Yeah. It's I funny. Yeah. It's it's the views are climbing on YouTube. It is weirdly popular. It does have it does have two thousand oh, views. Oh, two thousand <laughs> really? Yeah. Is it up to two thousand? Oh wow! So, yeah. Someone yeah. told me it was. Wow. Spider-Man Shalom coming. Are we all looking it up at the same time? (laughs) 1.9 thousand views. Great job. Wow. Yeah. And only 34 likes? Giving it a like right now. That's ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, I've liked it. I've liked it. Yeah, it's crazy popular. Ben, when are you going to get back on the video essay train? The video essay train. The video essay train. You know, there's there's been one in the works uh, since probably the last time we recorded an episode. 
I know podcast. that. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Maybe sometime soon. Has uh-huh. it, maybe in the works is a stretch. I feel like the last time it was actively in the works was maybe eleven months ago. So mm-hmm. I know you've had ideas for videos for some time. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, That's I don't mean to. Step. I don't mean to make this podcast an interrogation. I love having you on the show. I just, you know, school's school's busy. I have to. I have to make these uh, these these Spider-Man Shalom coming sequels. You know, I got signed to a contract now that the first one was so successful. So, you know, the, the second one is is uh, Spider-Man No Way Shalom. What happened to Far From Shalom? Yeah, what about Far From Shalom? Uh, the studio rejected that one on the uh, premise of being a bad title. They're all bad titles. None of them make any sense yeah it's a really it's a it's it's an awkward naming scheme that we've stuck ourselves to that they all have to have the word shalom in it yeah isn't it, it wouldn't it be crazy if like an actual movie studio did that like yeah, that'd put be... three of the same word in a trilogy that i mean that would be dumb like you would mm-hmm. just by the third one even by the second one maybe you would there's just so much stretching going i on, like right? i like that the, the next two have um home but they're only about like relation to home they're like (laughs) far from home and like and like no way home i like that that's good i think i think they should just keep describing the movies in how far the characters (laughs) are from home Mm -hmm. like plant planets away from home like distantly thinking nostalgic about home thinking like that i think spider-man at home he's home now yeah almost almost home yeah Spider-Man. He's never he's never actually at home. He's coming home, then he's far from home, and now he has no way to get back home. That's true. So so you know what they say about trilogies? What? You know what, what they say about say? trilogies? What do they say about trilogies? Three, that's the magic number. <laughs> oh, I didn't okay. Are we just are we spoiling this movie? What's the deal? <laughs> Everyone's seen it. Everyone's seen it. Um, <laughs> we have another part of the show that has to come before we talk about the movie. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but everybody has seen this, and I think we can talk about this for a bit before we talk about anything else. Why is everybody going to see this one movie? <laughs> well, I mean, there. I, I think the thinking is that there's a pandemic going on, but I have to see Spider-Man. Yeah, I like... Um, my favorite thing is that... Is that... Um, when you're talking to your friends these days, you, you talk about how uh, the virus is going crazy, but you also talk about um, how good Spider-Man is, but mm-hmm. you, you never, you never talk about how these things are potentially related. Um, <laughs> no matter, no matter how intelligent or aware your friends are of, are of this fact, you just sort of avoid that at all costs. <laughs> no one has ever done it. The three of us have talked about, all of these subjects before, and I don't think we've ever quite connected the dots. Yeah, I mean, let's no, be real. No, Spider-Man No Way Home is the most joy I've felt in two years, and the possible <laughs> ramifications of it are not going to get in the way of that fun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I for, for those listening who aren't you two, I guess, I, I did get it. I got the virus. Has it yeah, right and, now. You, you, and quite, I, you kind of have it right now. I, yeah, yeah, I kind of do, yeah. I'm getting over it. But I told... Um, our, our our friend Patrick, I told Patrick because he had been hanging out with me. You know, I also told you guys, I told everyone. And so far, yeah. no, no one's testing positive, so that's cool. But I, I, t- I told Patrick, you know, oh, be careful. Like, 
you know, get tested, like all this. And then the, he was like, oh yeah, sure, sure. And then the next day he was like, so I saw Spider-Man and it was incredible. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, and that's the next thing I heard from him. So he doesn't have COVID. He hasn't, he has been, he doesn't have it. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah like, he doesn't cool. have it. Um, that, that was, you know, that was like a week. That was like a week or two ago. Like, yeah, he's cool. But yeah, I just thought that was funny. Um, it's a great movie. Yeah, I guess that I guess that spoils our our thoughts later in the podcast. We yeah. we all liked it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I guess we're not supposed to. Um, but we all will right. get to that later, guys. I do for now have a thing for you. You have a thing for us. I do. Um, okay. So our original plan for this episode, when we were when we were coming up with ideas, by which I mean when when I was throwing around text messages in our group chat at the beginning of the month of December. Uh, we were going to talk about Hawkeye. We were going to talk about the Hawkeye TV show. We were going to talk about our favorite issues of the Hawkeye comics by David Aha and Matt Fraction. And it was going to be great. Uh, however, the Hawkeye TV show is kind of, kind Wait, of boring. You it's guys don't kind like of the boring. Hawkeye. You guys don't like the Hawkeye TV show? It's kind of boring. I kind of liked it. I don't, I don't know. I think, I think it is, I think it is the, the best TV show they've made this year, but I still think it's, I still think it's kind of boring. There are some, there are some good parts. There are some good parts. I will say that episode three of the Hawkeye TV show was legitimately entertaining. Um, I agree. Four, right? Four was really good. Episode three and episode four were really good. Five was a bit when I was like, oh, things are wrapping up a little bit too fast. Five was good Um, too. Really? I guess I'll buy that. Six yeah. was the six six wrapped up too fast. Six was bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was not great, but it was it was fun. I wouldn't call this show boring. I know you guys are blowing my mind. I I I on it like I watched episode six and I thought it was a snooze fest. I'm sorry, <laughs> but they explode things. So like Nick Nick's right that a lot of the show is pretty entertaining. I think it's I think it's I think it's good passive entertainment. Yeah. But I was yeah. I was never like I can't wait to watch the next episode of Hawkeye. Okay, yeah, yeah, I agree. Time, you Hawkeye win. is way better than the Mandalorian. Whoa, really? Nothing yeah, happens I mean, on the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian oh, has, to my knowledge, one good episode and one scene that everybody shit their pants at. What uh, was so it? The they... first episode. <laughs> what are you talking about? The the best episode of the Mandalorian is uh, season two, episode seven. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's the What's one where Bill, Bur- Bill Burr comes back. Uh, the the space Bostonian, he's back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that one is yeah, that one is pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah it's, 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 there's a few good ones. It's the only one that I've seen because I haven't seen. To be clear, not to not to get the Mandalorian haters on my back uh, or, or the Mandalorian lovers on my back. Um, uh, I have not seen all of the Mandalorian. I've seen, you know, all of the first season, which I didn't really enjoy. And I've seen a few episodes here and there from the, the second season. Um, a couple of which I kind of liked. Yeah. There's some good ones in there. As like a, as like a thing for original content as like a platform for original content. I feel like Disney plus has been, largely like like obviously the streaming numbers are insane on wandavision or whatever yeah um but in terms of quality 
you know, I I have felt none of it has been particularly impressive beyond like the last four episodes of Star Wars: The Clone Wars that came out a couple years ago. No, which was they, they they have nothing that I they they have nothing that I'm like you need to watch this. That was you know? the only one that I was like that was incredible. I clapped in my living room. <laughs> and and because it because it's so franchise based, you know, they they insist on like having only one show running at a certain time, which means just like the, if if you don't like the show they have, then it's like, like like you're shit out of luck. You know, that is the weird part about Disney Plus is that is that everything is just like a spin-off of something that already existed. Like they like, they like, they they don't have multiple audiences on Disney Plus. They have like one audience who presumably likes all the the stuff Disney owns. Um and they just yeah. expect you to watch all of it and to be content with that. I don't I it's kind of weird because I feel like there's all these streaming services that are creating like huge amounts of spin-offs of things that people already liked. Mm-hmm. Um so they get like a minimal amount of streaming numbers or whatever. Um, yeah, but that's all Disney does. I feel like people have to get tired of it. Well, but that's also all Paramount Plus does. All, mm. you know, what's what are the other ones? Apple TV Plus. Is that I feel like I feel like Peacock has a lot of that. I, I'm not Peacock I, definitely has a lot of that. Um, not that I use Peacock. Um Yeah, I mean I've never I've never considered buying a Paramount Plus or a Peacock subscription, so <clears throat> Damn. You guys are kind of, you're kind of right. You guys are kind of right. I, I never thought of it before, because I was just like swept up in it. You guys are, you guys are kind of right. About what? The, the Disney Plus shows aren't good. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're really not. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we we facilitated this realization for you. That's crazy. They just, That's they crazy. have. Never... Oh wait, you know what is good? You know what's good? What? Monsters at work. I've I've never seen it. I've never seen it. It's good. It's yeah. It's good. Yeah. I'm. um, I mean, you know, it's gonna be great and will be on Disney Plus eventually. I know what he's gonna say. I know what he's gonna say. Three, two, one. The Buzz Buzz Lightyear Lightyear movie. movie. (laughs) It looks. It looks fantastic. Yeah, that's a real. That's gonna be in theaters. I know. Yeah, but but he said said eventually. It's gonna go on Disney Plus. Yeah, eventually. We're talking about original content. <laughs> Why are you? What are you even? What is? What? You're both right. You're both Why, right. He's just excited for that movie, and you knew he was gonna mention that. <laughs> yes. But we're gonna see it in theaters. Like, what I are you? Know. What are you saying? Okay. You, okay. you know, you know what is good? You, you know what is good on Disney Plus though? The Lion King, the original Lion King. That's pretty good. All right. Friggin There's Mulan. good things on it. Have you, have you guys seen Mulan? Mulan, that's crazy. Mulan, pretty good movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to blow your minds right now. You know what sucks? We have to clarify. The Incredibles. The ones. Oh, The Incredibles is so good. I've been thinking about how good The Incredibles is for like a few weeks. But I'm actually, watching. so I, I think I have a controversial opinion. Which I'm, I think I'm all Incredibles out at this. You know, I think I watched it too much as a kid. Me too. And like, it just doesn't really excite me anymore. That's actual insanity because the I script know. is so rich. It is such a rich. Script. I am so with Ben on this though. Maybe you guys watched it a lot. I don't know. I feel like you're wrong though. 
I feel like if if I, if I put it on right now, you guys would by like like start being excited. Yeah, maybe you probably maybe. would. You probably would. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, I'm like willing to buy that. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> or if not, just give it more time. Things just need time. Sometimes you just gotta put something away for a while, and that would, that's, that's what true. makes you love it, love it again. You know. I, I guess Joe Joe was gonna talk about another thing though, right? I guess we we sort of got. I was. You know, um, you know what else is good? My God, what the fuck <laughs> are you on about? <laughs> Doug, Doug Days. Doug Days, the up television series. <laughs> I don't I don't want to hear not, about Doug Days. I will not buy that Doug Days is good. Doug Days is good. And it has good implications for the future of Russell. It's I, do I care about the future of I didn't either, but I it's good. You gotta you gotta watch Doug Days. It's it's really good. It takes like five minutes to watch all of it. Alright. So I guess what I'm saying is the Pixar content is actually like incredible. <laughs> I'm I'm glad you I'm glad you said that because it's the it's it's the thing I agree with. It's the thing I believe is that, you know, Pixar is a studio that is consistently putting out the the um engaging worthwhile work. In the in the past year they had they had Luca and Soul. Uh both really great movies. You guys saw the Luca like short, like extra short? I loved it. I actually, it was so I good. Did not watch it. It have. was so good, Ben. You sh- you have to watch it. It's almost yeah. essential viewing. Then it, it will it will viewing. like it will tear your heart out and it will put it right back in. What's in it like two and a half minutes, it will do it. It's I think so it's good. called um... Ciao Alberto. Ciao Alberto. Uh huh. Okay, I need to talk about Hawkeye. Luca's not in it though. Just to put that out there, That's Luca's okay. not in Hawkeye. Luca wasn't invented when Hawkeye came out. Or the other girl, Gabby, or whatever. What's her name? Yeah. Julia. Yeah, Julia. Julia's Julia. not in it. I feel like I have to mention that because I was kind of disappointed. Yeah, Julia's great. Anyway, anyway, can I fucking talk? <laughs> what are you going to talk about? <laughs> I'm going to talk about my favorite, one of my favorite issues of Hawkeye. Big issue deal. 21. It's called yeah. Rio Bravo Part 1. Oh, oh, I know Rio yeah. Bravo Part 1. Yeah, you do. This issue comes right at the climax of the series. The tracksuit mafia is about to raid and retake Clint's apartment building. Uh, which he took from them at the beginning of the the book. Um, But Clint, this time, he's not alone. The tenants of the building are willing to fight alongside him, and so is his brother, Barney. Um, And and that relationship um, with with Barney, beyond the the really stellar and and visceral action scenes in this issue... Barney's like a total playboy. He's like a crazy guy. He wears suits all the time, and he sleeps with all the women, which which drives Clint crazy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's a little context for you guys at home that's right, that's um, that's not true but uh, he, th- he says things like awesome and he likes high fives so just that's uh that's barney stenson from the tv <laughs> no, show how i met your no, that's just a little context for the kids at home you, can, you continue on though you keep going you know it's actually it's actually kind of funny because i i didn't i haven't read the barney parts of uh hawkeye in a while and and for a moment there i was like yeah that syncs up that's that's what barney is in in hawkeye <laughs> Okay, yeah. so the thing about the Barney relationship is that it really helps illuminate Clint's character for us, and it's also what pulls together this whole issue. Um, they have a they have a complicated relationship, and it's clearly been colored by like all kinds of abuse in their lives from their dad, um, from each other. Even it's implied. Uh, th- there's a scene here where where Clint is talking to Jess, uh, Spider Woman, who makes a few appearances in this because uh, uh, her and Clint are in a relationship in this time. And he talks about how he saw Barney with his girlfriend Simone's kids, and he he gets choked up talking about his dad. 
Um, and he doesn't really get any ideas directly across, but we do know that it is like monumentally affecting for Clint to see Barney changing as a person from this guy to who he thought was uh, a playboy who would never settle down and <laughs> was always um, getting getting drunk and getting girls. A guy, a, guy, a guy who he thought, you know, because of their upbringing could never be a father and could never be good with kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, it, he's, he's changing into at least slightly the kind of person that he think it wasn't po- that he didn't think it was possible mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. someone like Barney to be. Um, and it's not even like he completely trusts him for Clint. You know, Barney is associated just as much with hurting. Um, you know, one scene earlier, uh, Clint threatens to kill him and tells him that he loves him in the same sentence. Um, he says, he says, uh, you were the guy that taught me that, Barn. So screw me on this one and I'll futzing end you, man. Because they say futz instead of fuck in this book. Um, their relationship is so well rendered, even just through through implication. Um, and they don't trust each other. They They love each other. But they see each other in a kind of, they see in each other the kind of man they didn't think it was possible for the other one to be. Um, and it's, it's nuanced and it's riveting. Um, and it's like five pages in a 20-page comic. Um, there's so much there. Um, and most of the rest of this book is, is the, these really sharply rendered action sequences from David Aha and, and, and Matt Hollingsworth, who does the colors, um, which are, of course, kinetic and, and, and brutal and, and heartbreaking. Um, so the, the, the tracksuit mafia, they take the building and they get their revenge, um, and they beat Barney within an inch of his life. And by all appearances, he's dead at the end of this issue. Um, and, and Clint fights him off, but he's, he's stuck on the rooftop and he's, he's cradling his brother's corpse in his arms and, and the sun is setting and everything is cast in these, these striking shades of, of oranges and reds and a few yellows and, and and Clint sets Barney down and you turn the page and birds fly overhead and Clint looks up and sitting there in the doorway is Lucky the pizza dog and he's holding an arrow in his mouth. And that's the final page of the of, of the book and it's, it's probably one of the best single issues in a series full of straight up perfect single issues. I love it. Um, that's what I have to say about Hawkeye number 21. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. That yeah, cool. <laughs> I Good love job. that issue. <laughs> um, I love Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah I guess I guess I'll I'll uh, I love Hawkeye too. Um, and I'm rereading it at this very moment, actually, because I was inspired by the TV series, and I haven't had as much time to reread it as Joe, so I'm only halfway through right now. Uh, yeah, but something that I have had time to watch is uh, the Matrix Resurrections. Um, well, and I've I've seen it uh, probably like once and a half. I kind of put it on in the background the, the day after I saw it um, and sort of tuned in for the parts that I really liked and tuned out for the parts that I didn't like. Um, yeah, so I, I think The Matrix Resurrections is a movie with a, a really uh, a, a lot of interesting ideas. Um, and I think that, you know, one of those interesting ideas is sort of at at the very start of this movie where it's it's kind of critiquing um not just i think the thing that gets called out a lot is like is like how this movie is uh nick i guess you haven't really seen it right um not really yeah nick's uh nick's dad fell asleep watching it in the other room when nick was in the other room yeah (laughs) that's what happened you know this movie is this movie is kind of hard to describe to someone who hasn't watched it because it's kind of insane um, and it on face value is a sequel to the original matrix trilogy. 
Uh, I will admit that I have not seen the second or the third Matrix. So, you know, some of this movie not making sense to me might have just been that I haven't seen the second and third movies. But at the same time, I asked Joe some questions about it afterwards, and he couldn't really justify all of it. So, uh, so I, think, I think that kind of speaks to, uh, you know, the, the, the level that it's working on. Um, but, you know, the thing that happens with a lot of Wachowski movies for me is that uh, they have a lot of super interesting ideas, and they just, like, do not care to put those ideas in, like, what a lot of people would consider, like, a coherent story. Um, and instead opt for like these crazy visuals that no one else is doing. I think, I think the Wachowskis are like, you know, constantly trying to, or at least they, they used to be, I, I wouldn't necessarily say this movie is visually moving the medium forward in any, any distinct way, but, but, Agreed. you know, the, the original 1999 matrix was definitely a pretty, pretty huge leap forward in terms of action cinema at the time. Uh, I deem, I, I'd say like, you know, the sequels apparently are kind of on a similar level in that way or are sort of trying to trying to push things forward. Speed Racer, I think, is in a similar category of like it's just doing things that no one else is doing visually. And I haven't seen Cloud Atlas or uh, or um, was it Jupiter Ascending? Um, but, you know, a lot of people say similar things. Um, you know what this what this movie is really trying to do is I guess Lana Wachowski was and, and this, I think, is the most interesting part of this movie is that. Is, is something that is kind of in the movie, but is also sort of outside of this movie, is that uh, Lana Wachowski is probably never going to make a movie again because her last, like, three movies flopped so hard. Uh, the last, like, successful thing they made was was uh, the, the Netflix show Sense8, which by all accounts is pretty good. Um, I've only seen part of it. Um, and I, I, I liked it, actually, but it was, I, I, I don't know, something about it didn't click with me at the time. I was also 15. Um, you know, so, so the interesting part of this movie is that, uh, it, it really wasn't, you know, Lana Wachowski wasn't really allowed to make it, um, until the studio, I guess, was like, we're going to do a Matrix 4 and Keanu Reeves was like, I'm not going to do it unless one or both of the Wachowski sisters are back. Um, and then Lana was like, I'll do it. Um, and, and, and Lily, you know, said no. Um. So Lana Wachowski has sort of opted in this movie to, you know, similar to kind of what they were doing with the original Matrix movies. And also, I guess, kind of Speed Racer is is sort of critique the the current state of the film industry. How I guess how we were talking about earlier is how it's just like a lot of, you know, all the Disney Plus stuff is remakes. It's capitalizing on stuff you already know. Um, and the stuff in this movie that is that and really specifically you know, is almost like Lana Wachowski showing up uh, and talking to us through the screen is really good. Um, you know, I think like Neo is even more obviously a stand-in for the creators uh, than of the film than, than he used to be. Um, he's sort of, you know, in the movie, he's, he's, he's now made a series of games called The Matrix. Um, and he's, he's, you know, being, being shat on by his corporate overlords. Um, at at and, Warner Brothers, Warner, Warner Brothers. Yeah, yeah, actually Warner Bros. Um, and uh, it's Warner, you know, it's I Warner just, Media now, Ben. It's Warner yeah, Media. I I thought that part was so funny, uh, and I thought really well executed in the context of the movie. Um, 
you know, I think, I think like, and also even like that, the, the first 45 minutes of that movie, I think actually like really works so solidly. Um, Cause there is kind of, I do think they really lean in hard on the like, oh man, maybe, maybe the original three movies did actually happen in like Neo's head. And he is just a crazy person. Um, and this is like, you know, he lives in shitty video game land, San Francisco. Um, but, you know, then Trinity shows up and it kind of, you know, becomes a little more real. Um, so, you know, and that stuff works, um, I think, I think really well. And I think it gets to some interesting ideas. Um, and I also think that, you know, the movie has kind of made itself more about instead of like the 1999 version of the Internet it's also made itself about like the modern version of the internet that is, you know, kind of all consuming. And, you know, there's this line of the trailers and some line in the movie. It's like, there's a, you know, the matrix pumps your head full of noise. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it's similar to like how the matrix is sort of envisioned in this is it's, it's much less, uh, you know, kind of like a boring reality and more like, this reality where like you just have too much stimulation going on constantly. And it's, it's so much that, you know, it's, it's giving you everything you want. Um, but it's, it's, it's really like, it's, it's not nailing down, um, you know, sort of, sort of what would make someone happy, which is, is yeah. I think, you know, kind of what they're trying to get at with a commentary on the modern internet. I mean, um, so, so there's a, not to interrupt you, but there's a line that, um, that bugs has Jessica Henwick uh, after Neo has been awakened from the, the, the this version of the matrix um, where she says something like um, the, the matrix weaponizes things you love, um, which I think is about as direct as the movie gets in a very direct movie. Uh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So there's all that stuff. I think that stuff is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think that the love story between Neo and Trinity uh, largely works. And I think, like, the climax of this movie mostly works. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff in the... I, I, I kind of think, like, it's it's disingenuous for me to say that I, like, loved this movie. Or even, honestly, that I think it's a good movie. Because I'm not quite sure. Um, I think it has a lot of interesting ideas. Um, and ideas that I kind of wish like formed into a more coherent climax of sorts. Um, or even who, just like a through line after who, the, who's first the bad guy. Time. What? Who's the bad? Is there a bad guy? It's, it's actually Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, it is Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> <laughs> who actually, Believe I it think, or not. <laughs> I think Neil Patrick Harris fits. So, he fits so well into this universe. He's, he's Barney, like Barney Stinson. Is the yeah, yeah, Barney Stinson yeah, 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 is the yeah. Guy. He <laughs> plays Tim Barton's brother in Hawkeye. Plays... <laughs> Barney Stinson, <laughs> Clint's brother. <laughs> he plays Notorious <Victoria's> Playboy. <laughs> yeah, he plays Neo's therapist, who's revealed to actually be the creator of the Matrix. Ah, but he's just doing that to get girls, right? <laughs> 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 Fake, fake therapist that's crazy yeah. he's the bad guy can he yeah, like fly around guy. does he fly around he actually doesn't uh, fly around he doesn't fly around that's he's so not... lame oh, he does a little bit no, of a, no, like it's, a slow it's... motion effect i mean so, not, so one of the that's not flying around <laughs> i like the slow motion effect um 
Yeah, I mean, so I think like a lot of it, a lot of it really works. And I also think at the same time, like, if you're not like into Wachowski movies or like into like this whole meta narrative thing, um, you know, this movie is not going to entertain you and it's not going to hold your interest because you really have to dig deep for for what it's going going for. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think uh, you know, it's not a movie for Nick Bertapapis, Nick Bertapapis, who doesn't like the first Matrix, who doesn't like Speed Racer, uh, like. You know, you don't like Wachowski movies. You wouldn't like this movie, Nick. <laughs> well, at the same time, you know, it's it's also not it's also not as visually interesting as as the other Wachowski stuff. It's um, not, and I think that's its main failing. Yeah, there's a lot of you know the action is pretty boring for the most part. Um, this is only this is only one Wachowski. This is Lana, right? Is that right? This yeah. is Lana. Why only um, one? What's uh, did they, Lily they did. Lily did not want to make another Matrix movie, so they're fighting. Not exactly. Well, I think like it's just they, the studio. I no, think they so. they had they had different interests in terms of Lana was interested in revisiting the franchise. Lily was not. Um, they, there's another part of the meta narrative where their parents died uh, before the the movie was made, which I think was a key part of Lana wanting to go back and, to these characters versus lily not wanting to um that's sad i don't know they're both they're both pretty private people so we don't know that much yeah i think you know i think i think like so i i mean i really do think like that opening like again i just think like the opening 45 minutes of this movie are so successful in like you know getting me to be like oh my like like what is going like like what is going on like 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 Neo was a was a was a patient the entire time. Like maybe that is real. Um there is actually I, I don't know if like like there are some interesting shots in this movie that are kind of like super slow-mo, uh kind of like Renaissance painting-esque yeah, sort of images. Yeah. Um I mean so cool. so I think I think a weird thing is like you watch the trailer, or at least I watched the trailer, and I was yeah, like this, this is this is gonna be visually incredible. But it's actually just that they have a few brilliant shots and all they're all the, in the trailer. All of the crazy shots are in the trailer. It's this really weird thing that happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but most of the of movie looks a lot like a Netflix show, unfortunately. Yeah. Which I think is, is partly intentional. I think there's an element of this movie where they want to. Well, they're trying it, to look, they're trying like, to make it look like a video game. Like that's, yeah. the, that that's the whole idea. Like the, I mean, I, th- yeah. I think they want to make like versions of shots from the original movies, like like curdled, um, like milk, <laughs> uh, to be like, you know, is this what you want? Do you want a do you want a a, a, a recreation of of what you already liked? Yeah, it's it's like it's there's sort of a, you know, part of me is like there's this kind of like snarky aspect to this movie where it's like, like you know just just sort of trying to call an audience out on like like you know sort of sort of it's it's kind of stripping down like you know oh you want like references to things that have already been done you know fine i'll give you that you know but it's just gonna be really boring it's not gonna you know i'm not gonna hype you up um you know um and it's it's trying to take out all of the like pizzazz and 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 stuff from that so it's 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 making it a little bit more uh you know it's just it's just trying to comment on on kind of um 
you know how we're seeing the same things over and over again and when you when you you know look back on this stuff it's not nearly as memorable as you you know maybe an enjoyable experience you you first thought it was um you know but ultimately the effect of that is that the middle chunk of this movie is just like super boring it's in in like you know uh agent smith his stuff doesn't make any sense to me um yeah I, i'm with you there i still don't understand yeah and, like you've seen the previous movies and i i still don't understand why he like switches sides in the middle like it's you know that stuff's quite confusing for me um on on the other hand like you know i've watched this you know i'm actually we're gonna see it a third time because you 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 bought omni theater tickets and i can't really pass that up yeah I'd so there, there is wait, 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 wait. there is mr there's mr smith yeah, Agent Smith is. He's uh he's played by Jonathan Groff in this version. Uh, Who's that? Is that a different guy? It's, yeah, a, different it's a different guy. guy. It's not Hugo Weaving, unfortunately, because no. you know love Hugo Weaving. Um, but um, does anyone say Mr. Anderson? Yeah, does, yeah. Uh, and there is actually one great line Mr. read of Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. In this what about uh, um, what about like the little like the back like the swinging arms? Any of that? Uh, he doesn't do that. Um, See, because I'm a casual audience member, and I just I would like them to capitalize on things I already like. So right, just, right, right. Um, just checking. They do. They do flashback to uh, I think his most iconic line read, which is uh, "Millions of people living out their lives." <laughs> mm, mm, yeah, uh, and that's great. Um, preach. But um, preach, preach, preach. Uh, anyway, uh, the Museum of Science in Boston has a massive five-story tall IMAX dome. Uh, and they never show actual movies there. They always show educational movies. Uh, this That's coming not true. They, week, they do. They do concerts too. Okay. Yeah, okay. They do. Uh, but it's it's like a very occasional thing. Uh, they never show like you know new releases. This week, however, I guess because the Wachowskis are like you know the Matrix has like an intellectual following. I guess like it, it has an academic following, um, and I think they they're using that to justify showing it at the Museum of Science, which means that we get to see the Matrix Resurrections in the Omnidome, uh, which I'm excited about, even though I don't think this movie is particularly visually impressive. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a crazy, you know, it's... It's, it's the Omnidome. Yeah, it's, that's the yeah, thing. It's, 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 the Om- it's still going to be crazy, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like, it's the Omnidome. Like, we I'll should go there more often, honestly. Because, like, anything that's playing there is worth it. Yeah. Yeah, the thing I found out is the tickets are only 15 bucks. I thought they'd be, like, yeah, 30. No one really goes, like, um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so so that's pretty much what I'm saying, you know. Is that different from the like the planetarium shows? Um, I think they have a smaller room for like the astronomy stuff they do. Mm. Um, I might be misremembering. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I think sort of my point about the Matrix Resurrections is it's like it's it's interesting if you think about it. It's like an interesting movie, and like the more I watch it, the more I'm like I feel like I understand this a little bit more, and that is a you know that's an effect that a lot of blockbusters don't really have on me um or you know most movies have on me to be honest and um you know it is it's cool to watch a movie that ben, every... you're so smart. <laughs> <laughs> it's no i mean it's cool to watch a movie that every time you watch it you're like well i understand what this is trying to do a little bit more even if i think it's like not as well executed as it could be um, i'd uh i'd agree with all of that i think the other thing I would add is just, like, the Wachowskis have already made a movie with, like, mostly the same themes that this movie covers, and it was perfect, and it's called Speed Racer. <laughs> I agree. Like, <laughs> like, Speed Racer is 
the the Speed Racer ends with the main character uh revolutionizing his art form and and proving his his corporate overlord detractors wrong in the same scenes where the Wachowskis are doing that in the movie. Yeah, I I I kind of think just like in in general it's like you know, I feel like this movie could really build to like a substantive critique of the internet. Mm-hmm. Um and it or like the way we interact with the internet. And it doesn't not try. I don't know, man. Sometimes I'm like, it doesn't really try that hard. <laughs> no, I think it's both. Some... I think it doesn't not try. It doesn't try either. Yeah, I feel like it lands firmly in the middle for me. It's like at some point it like became a generic action movie, like around the halfway point. And did someone say generic action movie? Because I'm interested now. <laughs> I was kind of checked out, and now I'm kind of checked in. <laughs> I think we I think we need to let Nick talk about his thing. Yeah, I'm pretty much done. Yeah, I don't know what those guys were talking about, but my thing's way cool. It's called How to a John Wilson. Nice. And um, John Wilson, I guess, is just some sort of big nerd or something. I don't really know him, and I still don't know him even after watching, having watched this show. <laughs> because this whole show is just like his footage, but not really his face for the most part. And I guess what the deal is, is that this dude has been making videos on his own for a while, which are just like on his website or something. I haven't seen those. And um, I'm not sure how similar they are. But basically, this dude just has a lot of footage of New York City is is the bottom line. Yeah. And so he got picked mm-hmm. up because his videos are pretty popular by HBO. And so the show is called How To With John Wilson. And um, I guess the best way to describe it is like a tutorial video like some sort of youtube tutorial video um except it's like kind of a huge joke so this dude is like i don't know if he's playing a bit or if he's really like this but it's just like this clueless guy like and he just like comes up with a problem and then he like follows through with that problem until he's like sort of created a neat little narrative which is all, all sort of takes place in um like narration overdub so it, it's like I don't want to like give away a good one, but in a in a worse episode, he's <laughs> sort of in a worse and more organized than some of the episode. The second one, how to put up scaffolding. He like gets interested in why there's so much scaffolding in the city, and then he sort of like literally goes through the history, and then like becomes interested in scaffolding and like investigating it, and like he tries to come up with some sort of moral stance on it. Um, and this is all through narration, and then, like, the footage that you see is all just, like, literally random-ass footage of scaffolding that's, like, cut together really well. And there's a lot, there's so much footage that, like, you can get some really comedic moments in the show. Like, there's one where he's talking about pigs, and it's, like, footage of a cop, and then an actual pig walks by it. And, like, just to, like, to like have that is, like, wild. You know, like, I don't know, like, I think some of it is, like, scripted, and they go out and find, like, footage related to it but the way it plays makes me think that there's just like a huge backlog of it Mm -hmm. um and you kind of get a sense of this john wilson's character a little bit when you realize that he like he reveals that he's like written down everything he's done for like years in these tiny notebooks and he like uses them for one of the episodes in an investigation of like how memory works um so i think he's a little like a weird guy like a little neurotic like a little like you know just a little quirky i guess but like He's so funny. It's like he's got this monotone, like droning, like, like, 
voice as he goes through like the morality of scaffolding or like what to do with furniture like if you if you want to like cover your furniture with plastic or like and, and the, at, at its best this show kind of you kind of lose track of what he's thinking about when he's sort of like it, it's like when you're having a good conversation you go off on a tangent about something completely different um that's how this show can kind of function at its best where he's trying to like solve one problem and he gets wrapped up in a totally different thing and you know he does great things he goes into people's backyards and just like into their houses like if they let him and interviews random ass people and gets their opinions so i mean for me it's totally unique uh in in the way that it is funny but also in the way that it like observes the world it's like found footage it's it's that's kind of what it's like um and then it's like so like watching it like you're not only going to laugh a lot and have a great time but you'll probably learn a lot about just how the world works because mm-hmm. it's like this it's like this dude is using the real world as like an open map in a video game or something like you and i we probably just go through our lives and like we use the buildings that are like relevant to our lives yeah that makes sense and like we interact with the people who are relevant to our lives and every once in a while we go off and do something crazy but this dude like every day is doing some or at least you know in within the show is doing some crazy stuff and meeting these insane people that you like they're real you know they live in the real world but like just to watch how how different everyone is and like the weird way that they live is incredible and you will gain if not knowledge wisdom from watching this it is that that sounds awesome it's a great show you guys gotta watch it it's so worth it in every way yeah i watched the show when it came out a few months ago um and i love it i think it's probably is it really uh, only a few months old it came out in march i think uh Um, it says october original air date oh man october 2020 long time to get get it started Um, yeah and then there was new ones this year so like a year later Oh, wait, there were new ones this year? Yeah, we just watched them all, and then I haven't seen the second season. I did not um, realize there was a second season. I have to... Yeah, I guess cool. it's finished. It seems that it's ended... Oh, no, it ends tomorrow. Tomorrow. If, well, if there's the same number of episodes. Yeah, yeah, it's going to end tomorrow, which is crazy. So it's a good time. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, well, I think great. that's... Um, I will I will definitely start that tonight, I think, after I finish rewatching season two of American Vandal. Yeah, yeah you know, we, we live in a world with a lot of, like, media, a lot of things to consume. And, like, someone tells you about a great show, and you're like, yeah, whatever. But I don't think there's anything else like this, so you should definitely check it out. Yeah, there really yeah, isn't. Yeah. It's, I will verify that. It is, it's, it's really worth watching. Um, you know, and it's, it's not just like, oh, that's interesting. It's yeah, also good to watch with other people, if you want. Like, it's, yeah. a, it's alone and it's together viewing, for sure. Yeah, I, I watched mm-hmm. this with my mm-hmm. roommate last year. Maybe we should watch it together when I get out of quarantine. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, sure. That sounds like a plan. Cool. Sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, uh, we've talked about a lot of things for, for 50 minutes. <laughs> uh, shall we uh, Shall we thwip thwip into our yeah, main let's, event? Let's thwip thwip, dude. Let's do it. We can do We can do a little speed. Well, we don't have to do a speed round. You know, what's the rush? I don't, I don't think we do. I, this is the All main right. thing. This is what the people are here for. This is, this is, this is the goodies. It is 
blockbuster season. <laughs> We're back. The blockbusters are back. <laughs> this Ooh, movie made. The movies are back. <laughs> this, this movie's movie gonna made. Make... Did it make so a billion yet? Money. Yeah, it's it gonna did. make it just past a billion. It, it just passed, passed a billion. billion. That's yeah. insane, guys. This movie's gonna—it's gonna break all the records. This is crazy. It is. It is nuts. So I think I think we should talk about where we were. I th- I, I I think to some extent we've articulated this every time we've we've made this show ever. I think we should talk about where we were with the, the this fucking Marvel stuff, uh, and and before this movie came out and, and how this movie may be. Wait, can I do it? Yes, you want to, you want to, you want to give me Marvel? Wait, what, what do you want me to do? Marvel what, what context? Was, what was your, what was your opinion? What did you think you were going to think going into this movie? Oh, I don't care about that. I'll still do it. Yeah. I mean, okay. I thought, okay. I thought it was going to be fun. Sorry. I thought you wanted me to like set the stage Marvel wise, like this, the cosmos, cosmos. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to no, like half remember I don't think they need that. <laughs> you know, Nick, you know, Nick, you know, you know what I remember? I remember we got to, we got to see that early screening of Into the Spider Verse, um, and we told our our film studies professor, Mister Moriarty, about that. Um, and he was like, "Oh, you guys should get in front of uh, the film studies class and um, uh, tell them about that." Um, and 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 you got up there and you were like, what? "So there's so there's Wait. this thing called the web of life." And Wait. you started explaining like Spider-Man continuity that you don't need to know <laughs> to see the fucking movie. Wait, and I was got just... up... Wait, I'm sorry. We got up in front of a class? Yeah, like the 40 you kids in the... <laughs> what? Joe, this yeah. sounds like a fake story. Dude, I remember it so clearly. This was our senior year of high school. This was Wait. like... Wait, first of all, did I see Spider-Man Spider-Verse early? Yeah, with yeah. us. What? Yeah, no, I, I didn't. That... We saw that movie before it came out, dude. Yeah. What? Yeah. Really? That gave me the privilege of giving a lecture. The Dog's Way Home trailer played before the movie. Yeah. And that's why we make all what? those Dog's Way Home tri- jokes. I'm so, wait. Okay. Okay. I guess I'll just have to accept that for the sake of the, the listener. But like that warranted like a lecture. Like we gave a lecture for that. It was like, it was like five minutes and it was like that film studies class. Like he didn't, he didn't have anything going on. He was just like, yeah, uh, this new movie came out. They saw it early. Let's have him talk about it. So we just talked about what? What did we talk about? Well, you got up there and you started talking about like, like Spider Man continuity. <laughs> the Madam, I talked about yeah, Madam yeah, Web. You talked about <laughs> Madam Web. You talked about Madam Web. You talked about the Web. <laughs> What? And I, I was like, I was just standing there. I was like, why is he talking about these things that have nothing to do with the movie? <laughs> Joe, you're absolutely killing me. That can't be true. Why? No, would, why? Like, would... <laughs> like, it sounds like something I would do. Why would I do that? You know, I was not there. I feel like this could have totally happened. <laughs> this sounds totally, this sounds so made up. I remember it because I was shocked. <laughs> I, was it a joke? Was I doing a bit? I don't know. Like, you would have been doing the bit for, like, an audience of me. Because, <laughs> like, who else knew? <laughs> that is too funny, dude. Madam uh, Webb? I, Okay. I, I'm not gonna do that right now. <laughs> yeah, um, I won't repeat my mistakes. Let me let me let me set my stage. Um, I thought this movie was gonna be pretty boring, and uh, before you saw it, Nick, you said I'm probably gonna fall asleep in this movie. And oh, okay, that's three... not, hey, that's not because I thought I was gonna be bored. Okay, that's because okay. I pulled like a few all nighters doing finals, and I thought okay, okay, 
that doing this after my last critique was going to be an actual snooze fest. That is fair. I think yeah. of the three of us, Ben was the most excited. Who is fair the sleepiest? Yeah, you the know, sleepiest? like I, I, I was excited for this movie. Like I hated every Marvel thing that came out in 2021. Um, I, you know, not hates a strong word about Hawkeye. I thought Hawkeye was okay. And I thought Loki was okay too, actually. Yeah, but Loki um, didn't have an ending, which was pretty yeah. whack. Loki did not have an ending. Shang-Chi was also okay. I like Kung Fu, so that made me happy. Mm, Shang-Chi but, was boring. You know, yeah, I mean, really okay, boring. look, that's my general. I also rewatched part of Shang-Chi, and I realized that, like, the good Kung Fu is only in the first, like, 40 minutes of that movie. Oh, I liked the um, first 40 minutes, and then I fell asleep. Yeah, that that is the thing about that movie. Anyway, like, the Marvel stuff generally this year has been fine to bad. Um, so it's yeah, like, it's yeah. not like I went in with, like, you know, oh my god, it's gonna be the, the best thing ever. Um, but... You know, I was expecting this to be firmly in the good camp of Marvel stuff, mainly because the reviews were all like, it's the best MCU thing that's ever happened. Oh, my God. So I was like, you know, I'll be entertained. I was entertained with Endgame. You know, why not? Um, And I came out happy. And, you know, that's all I can ask for. (laughs) So (laughs) I uh, I agree. I um I was going in very, very skeptical. I didn't think I was going to enjoy this movie. Really? Uh, you guys are I, crazy. Well, the trailers I mean, for you, this movie aren't you, good. The trailers for this movie are not oh, good. I, I, yeah, I hadn't sure. seen any trailers. I hadn't yeah, seen the any trailers movie. are really bad. Because they, they didn't want to show any of the interesting parts because like the fun of the movie is all the surprises. Um, and so so they just like show like these bare bones like fight scenes, like the, the Doc Ock highway fight scene, which is probably the worst fight scene in the movie. Um, I like also, that like, fight. What? I think I really? no I think I think it's I think I actually think it's okay. Um I like the tension they they do with like the car falling off the bridge and like uh Peter learning to control the tentacles etc. Um but the parts they show in the trailers don't look interesting. Oh, I was going to say um, that's like my favorite action scene in the movie, so really? Okay. I don't I don't I guess really I don't disagree with that. With that. I, I I don't I know what I disagree agree with that. No, I don't. I don't know what I think the best action scene in the movie is. Um, I, maybe maybe I like the punching where walls. Yeah, that that's what good. I was gonna say. I think the one that's with Green Goblin and Peter in the middle of the movie is probably. Yeah, that was like three yeah, seconds. Yeah. That was like three, three, three seconds. It's seconds. like a minute. It's like a couple minutes. Um, I, I hesitate I to call it next. A couple minutes? No way. Mm. Anyway, it's cool. anyway, anyway. <laughs> I think I, I think to 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 sort of direct this conversation. I think this movie does an impressive thing, an impressive number of things, which is it takes uh, the first of which it takes a very silly premise, which is that uh, spider people who know Peter Parker is Spider-Man from across the multiverse are coming to attack him. And and also he's going to team up with the other Spider-Man from the other Spider-Man movies. Um, That's ridiculous. And like, I, I actually think I like... I must have read a leaked plot That's summary ridiculous. of this movie like a year before it came out because uh, stuff leaks to Reddit all the time. And I read like, I think what was a pretty accurate plot summary and I thought it sounded dumb. And then I watched the movie and it like actually works. Um. Yeah. You know, I think I had the same experience where I also What's read next? a leaked plot summary. What's Tarantula men. 
This is ridiculous. <laughs> not only is there Spider-Man, but they're teaming up with other Spider-Man from other... This is, it makes no sense. It makes no sense whatsoever. This it's is Jay a Turner ridiculous Jameson's film. worst nightmare. <laughs> no, I, I remember reading something that was like... Um, what was it? it but it, it, it felt like it really emphasized the bad parts. It was like... Um, you know... Uh, oh man, can I even remember? I don't know. I feel like I feel like the good version of this movie has totally supplanted the the bad version of this movie in my head that I that I initially read. Um, Guys, I mean, yeah, it's really yeah. dumb. Reading it on paper yeah. is really dumb. We all we all know that. <laughs> yeah, it makes yeah. no sense. I mean, Joe, you described everything that happened in the movie just now, but like, it's like who cares is the thing. Yeah, like, I mean, so I, I mean, many... what, what's what's good about it is it builds compelling emotional arcs out of some very silly material, and it manages to to maneuver Tom Holland's Spider Man character in a way where it, where I actually like want to watch him for for three more movies, even when the previous two movies were. Uh, I I got out of Far From Home, and I was like, I never want to watch a Spider Man movie again. I'm so bored. Uh, in this movie, I'm I'm so excited to see more Spider-Man movies after this that's, movie. That's that yeah, that's the same. I had I came out of Far From Home and I was like, oh man, I never want to watch a Marvel thing ever again. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's also like just like you know, the acting in this movie is so good. Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin. I just I think he's so he's so great. He's he's like the the best. I think he's the best villain in in the Marvel. Uh, I think he's the best actor in any any Marvel movie that's even including non MCU stuff. So you're uh, saying any any Marvel production, Willem Dafoe is is the best actor. I think he's definitely <laughs> the best villain. He's really good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like I I just like can't think of anyone off the top of his, my head. That has his competition is impressed me as much. Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart. Yeah, and like Michael Fassbender. Yeah, it's it's like those <laughs> it's like those guys. Um. Like maybe Hugh Jackman, I don't know, but like Hugh Jackman is just doing his thing in those movies, um, you know. Like like Green Goblin is just so good in this movie. Like he is, he's he is. he's he's creepy. He's kind of funny. He's when he's when he's trying to get you on his side at the beginning of the movie. It's like, oh man, I kind of feel bad for for Norman Osborn a little bit. Damn, it's, it's kind of convincing, even though it's like Green Goblin. <laughs> it's like you. It should never convince you. Even yeah. though it's like he's he's like the most famous Spider-Man bad guy, but you're kind of like, oh wow, Norman Osborn, what a what a tragic fella. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, totally gets me. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I you know, this movie's entertaining. It's really entertaining. <laughs> it's yeah, I mean, so so I think to get at sort of the the main thesis that I have about this movie. Um, is that this movie, what what this movie does is it takes a lot of the things I like about the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, which aside from Into the Spider-Verse are the best Spider-Man movies and probably the best superhero movies ever made. Um, and and it, it, it takes a lot of those things, including many of the actors, and it just uses them to, to backfill and replace just about everything I didn't like about the Tom Holland movies. Um, and what we get is a film that... The, that course corrects this version of the character um and it it does it if not elegantly it does it still without any major hitches i would say 
Yeah, it's interesting that they... I mean, I don't know how the Spider-Man movies were. I mean, obviously, I didn't love... I mean, I liked the first one. The last one wasn't so great. And there was a lot of things that I preferred from the older Spider-Man movies for the new ones. But it seems that they've more or less made a decision to do some sort of soft reboot here. I mean... Yeah. um, So I'm interested in why do you think they did that? I think there was a lot of criticism of the previous two movies. And I think this movie incorporates just about like every piece of criticism that those movies received, especially uh, Far From Home. That's the weird thing about it, though, right? Is that that like, you know, I think I think the response from the general public from the last two movies was like pretty positive. Like, you know, those movies have like 90, 92 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm -hmm. Audience scores are probably even better. Um, you know, there's like a vocal, you know, I think, I think critics are generally like, yeah, Tom Holland, pretty good. Not the best, but pretty good. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think people like them as like comedy superhero movies. Um, so I'm, I'm a little surprised that they took something that was definitely working pretty well and flipped it up in such a risky maybe not a risky way because it's you know the toby mcguire movies are super successful still super successful um but you know they 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 basically took all of the stuff that people really liked about tom holland's version of the character and all of the stuff that you know was more compelling about the toby mcguire version and they they, they kind of tried to do it here um which yeah, I mean crazy. I mean really I think the important thing is that they give Tom Holland and or Tom's version of Peter like an incredibly solid emotional arc. Um that 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 feels pretty earned all things considered and and they they use the parts of the movie that I would like in a plot summary consider super clunky like bringing in two other ver- versions of Peter where you're like what why would you do that aren't they basically the same character but you realize they all have like things they can learn from each other um and it just makes it into this movie that this um the system where just like you get like these satisfying character arcs um wrung out of these characters that that haven't really had at least in the case of the characters from the tom holland movies like they haven't any had anything too interesting happen to them yet um and this movie just like puts them through the ringer in an interesting way um and it comes out and you you that you see them make at least with the case of peter like you know interesting decisions um yeah. that have interesting ripple effects yeah yeah i think that's um, like uh, oh that oh, was yeah, uh, yeah. echo chamber oh um, <laughs> <laughs> i think you're right i think joe what you're saying is like like uh let's say when they they bring the two of them in they literally use those two to help with Peter's grief and there's sort of a very fast scene where Peter is grieving and they're like yeah we get it um and then they kind of move on to like fighting the bad guys and i feel like that happens in a lot of movies where there's like a pep talk to like get the main character over some grief and it like never works because like how would you get over something that fast but this is the first time it's ever like worked for me because yeah, it's because literally, yeah, it's literally like <laughs> him in another universe. And they're like, yeah, we get it. And it's like, yeah, they do get it. This makes a lot of sense. And so like, I really like, I, I really like sort of the efficiency there. Um, and I feel yeah. like, I feel like efficient is actually a really good word for this movie. 
because there's, there's yeah. not that much that happens and they sort of linger on the comedic parts to fill the time. I and was about like, to mention the the 10 minute Spider-Man comedy sketch that's just like <laughs> in this movie after that moment you mentioned where it's just like, let's make a bunch of jokes about how the Spider-Men are different. Yeah, yeah. I'm not that great, Which, guys. No, 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 you're amazing. You're, you're amazing. <laughs> I, I thought that that was good. That was actually really good. I do too. It, I do too. It humanizes all of them and it helps distinguish them and it helps with... Um, you know, making the movie better, basically. But it also, like, instead of having fluff or something or adding another story element, you just get, like, these really, really fun moments in between a plot that's working, but maybe yeah. couldn't fill a whole movie on its own. But that that, that all works, you know? Yeah. I, I think sort of an interesting thing to note about this movie is that it's actually doing a lot of, you know, like, they've added a lot of kind of more i think i think emotional heft to sort of the homecoming far from home stuff but i i i kind of i didn't come out of it thinking like oh man like the creative team behind this one like really improved from the last two i was just oh yeah you know they 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 you know like the stuff that works in the previous movies works in this one and really i disagree i think this one's much uh... better I, I think, I mean, so the thing, the main thing that works about the previous movies for me is that those Spider-Man movies are maybe the only Spider-Man movies to ever successfully capture the zeitgeist of the generation that they came out in. Um, I think, I think you know, what what I like about Homecoming in particular, and to a lesser extent, Far From Home. Wait, 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 um, wait, 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 wait. The yeah, original the, the, Spider-Man movies didn't capture the generation? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, say, I'm saying, I'm saying, like... I see. I see what you're saying. I, uh, yeah. Um, bad idea, Joe. Bad phrasing, Joe. Yeah, what um, is this? But what is I, this I, sort I'm... of samurai like premeditating each other's moves, battle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having conversations I can't hear. What are you talking about? Uh, ben, is, ben is, I believe, referring to the fact that the original Spider-Man movies are are heavily grounded deals. in like like you know post 9/11 culture. Um, what I'm saying is that to a much lesser extent, Homecoming and Far From Home are very good at capturing what teens are like and how how high school exists in the yeah, yeah, 21st century. It's Never like cares. a Disney version of that, but I think it's I think it's effective. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so what I meant is just that the first two Spider-Man movies in the MCU, they're they're kind of funny, you know? They're pretty funny. <laughs> uh-huh. like, like that's all I'm saying. And, and I'm this is really that, funny. I'm saying that this one is pretty funny. <laughs> okay, this guy doesn't yeah, always play. So we get the big hook. This guy. I think it's, I, hold on, I though. Just, I think no, it's funny no, in just... a totally different way, though. I think it's funny in a totally different way. Yeah, Ben, Not this movie's totally way better way. than the other ones. <laughs> and I do think the creative team. It is. No, I do think it's way better than the other ones. I agree with you. I and also they, think... they tried harder to make it better. I think. Yeah, too. they they clearly yeah. learned so many lessons. Like the actors are the actors they had are so much better used. Like they had Marissa Tomei in That's these true. movies the whole time, and they didn't use her until this one. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree this was with the that. first this this one was like patching up all the, the things with the last one. Like like it opens and first of all it's like doing interesting things from the beginning. It's got like this like long take of Peter coming in and like like Love that. They, Love that they one. Catch, they catch him like shirtless with MJ and so then then his aunt thinks he's having sex and he's like, No, I'm not and then like happy is like it, it's incredible. And then they go to the police station and there's this like whole comedy routine that's like cut really fast and that's hilarious like it's doing a bunch of different things it yeah, seems no, to I, me 
trying harder, like doing you know, better. You, you guys have not let me get to my point. <laughs> <laughs> and you were, um, you, were, you were babbling up there. You're like, it's this one's pretty funny, and the other ones were pretty funny too. <laughs> Therefore, right. I have okay. nothing to say. Okay. <laughs> I am saying that I think that this movie is like, you know, they took the stuff from the other movies and they just laid on like levels of like emotional realism to it that weren't there in the previous movies and it takes itself more seriously and it's like you know here's an experiment with like what these movies could have been like if they took themselves a little more seriously if they took them if they took if they invested in the world in the characters a little bit more that's so so to to add on to that uh nick i think one of our major problems with far from home when we discussed that in the third episode of this podcast back in in july of 2019 uh uh, was that zendaya's hot is that is that what you're gonna say you did you did say that okay um, and i'm keeping it in this time (laughs) great for for listeners at home uh there was a there was a segment of the original uh uh episode where nick said tom holland liked tom holland's peter parker liked zendaya's mj because she's hot um and I cut it out because I thought it, it it wouldn't be appropriate in some way. And now I realize that like those actors are not underage, and and we were underage <laughs> at the time. I don't know why it would be weird. We're like they're like five years older than we are. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that would be inappropriate. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think um the, 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 there's a line <laughs> at the beginning of this movie uh, where where Zendaya is, uh, as MJ is saying. Oh, I, 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 you, I, I'm Michelle Jones, not Jones Watson. I don't use Watson, um, which is just like a crazy thing to because it suddenly like implies so much about her family history. And if you like know about the character of MJ, then you sort of get it. Um, and it's just like, anyway, what I think that implies is that her parents are divorced, um, which is super interesting and adds a whole layer of complexity to her, her character. Um, that again, I think is, I think is still mostly implied in this movie. I think that her and Ned and Aunt May are probably the movie's biggest failure just in terms of like, we need to care that we need to care about them a lot for where this movie ends up. And I don't think we quite care about them as much as they want us to, even if I think in this movie, they are very well textured. Yeah. Like maybe if we had two more movies liking them that much. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if we had two other movies where those characters were (laughs) developed. Yeah. I also, Still don't really like Ned that much. Yeah, Ned's annoying. But MJ and Peter in this movie were lovey-dovey, and I dug it. I was like, I'm finally in with this. I yeah, yeah me too, me too. I I bought it. I bought it. I, I just like I, bought it. I need. I like MJ. I just need a bit more. I need a bit more. And I my I sister. Really... My sister said that they're dating in real life. Did you know that? They are. They are. Yeah, they, they are. are. Ah, <laughs> that's crazy. They're... They are part of a long line of, of live action Spider Man couples who who date in real life. These ones, I think they're gonna make it. I believe in them. Um, <laughs> I think actually, I think it, it goes along as long as the franchise goes, right? Isn't that the rule? Isn't that how Well so 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 with, with Kirsten Dunst and Toby Maguire and with Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone, I think it lasted after the first movie, right? It lasted very briefly. Well no uh, until the movies got cancelled. Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone uh I think I think Dated until the movies got canceled. So well, see, like, Ben knows. Ben just okay. hopped onto my lie that I made up, and now uh, it's true. Kirsten um, Dunst and Tobey Maguire broke up uh, after the first movie stopped filming. I think. 
Okay. That's, so um, they they were. I think I think they were the shortest lived. Right. Crazy. Right. Okay. That that was what um, I was thinking about. Um, Tom Holland and Zendaya have not been dating for that long. They have like been friends months. for a long time, is my understanding. Yeah. Um, I think those two crazy kids can make it work. What can I say? <laughs> I'm rooting for them. They're so cute. Whatever. <laughs> I don't really care, but I think it's helping them sell it. So. Yeah. Oh, totally. Uh, that, um, that was working. I like it when MJ was like, "You didn't include me in your decision making." I was like, "That's yeah." That's true. Good thing yeah, we're not going to talk about that. talk about that, Ben. You have opinions I, about that. Oh, I I think that should have been a little bit more of the movie. I I, I like yeah, like it never that, comes back. Yeah, I think that like one of the things that this movie feels like it's missing, and maybe could have replaced some of like the comedic bits if they wanted to do that. Would be like a legitimate conflict between MJ and Peter, which which feels like it should be there. Yeah. It's just kind of not, and it's no. especially yeah. Yeah. especially when he decides to erase himself from her life at no. the end of the movie. No, I think it's cool. It's... <laughs> I think it's good the way it is. <laughs> You're always dumb. They they did have a conflict and they handled it. She was like, "You should have told me." And he was like, "Yeah, you're right." And that was it. Yeah. No, but that, that's 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 texture because you could cut out that scene too, yeah. and you could cut out that scene and the plot is the same. Um, it doesn't. I think. Doesn't, I think yeah, it's good yeah. texture. It's good texture, but it, that doesn't mean it's not texture. So good, good texture and, and tiny plot lines are the same thing. It was. <laughs> it was true. a. T- it was a tiny, <laughs> tiny plot. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's one scene. It's one scene, and I think it should have been a bit more. I agree with Ben on this. Whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, it is a. It is a whatever level. Hey, complaint, s- but it's someone. The same point. Someone on the internet uh, pointed out that there's only five bad guys. Pretty late. Yes, I want to talk. No, 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 no. I think it's good. I think that shows an astonishing level of growth. They've been trying to make a Sinister Six movie, a movie with the Sinister Six, for like a decade. Multiple decades. That's too many. That's too many. Yeah, no, no, guys. it is too many. And they 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 recognize that. In this one, they they were like, they could have totally like thrown Venom in there. But they didn't because they had the right amount of villains for the story they wanted to tell. And I I I respect that. They still had one too many. The sand guy cut that guy out get that guy uh, out of here let's be real guys no Electro no the, does the... not need to be in this neither does the lizard okay look look the they're only... funny <laughs> sandman's not funny he's just sand i think you i think you could have cut the lizard and sandman out no I feel the, like lizard, he... the lizard had that one good line the lizard has the, being has the oh, yeah. where i funny. can give you a real makeover <laughs> what you're gonna turn me into a lizard precisely <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant the lizard guy's great that is hilarious. <laughs> you see, Joe, you can't cut them out. That's I can't not, cut it. Um, that's, no. What other parts do I like? There are like nine separate jokes about Tobey Maguire having organic webs, as there should be, as any like, as any amateur screenwriter would include in their version of this movie. Right. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. Any amateur or experienced screenwriter. <laughs> yeah, as it should be. Yeah. As it should be. Um. I I like the scene where Andrew Garfield rescues MJ and he just he starts crying because it's an important moment for him. It's it's like genuinely affecting. He's like I think I think of the Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield might be like the best actor maybe. Yeah. <laughs> he got the worst movies to be clear, but he's he's a great actor. Um, Is he? Yeah. Oh yeah, I, he's great. You ever seen um, The Social Network? Yeah. Yeah. He's great in it. He's he's so good. You ever okay. seen uh, Tick 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 Boom? No, I haven't seen Tick Tick Boom. Don't don't ask me to watch it. 
I'm not gonna ask you to watch it. I think it's a fine movie, but he's really good in it. He's really yeah. good in it. <laughs> okay. All right. And he sings. He like sings guys, and dances. I feel like you guys are just saying that because you think he's hot. I mean, I mean, he I he, he may be. He may be I hot. Just, I feel like you guys are just you guys just think he's really hot. I mean, he is. He's, but he's, he's also, also a, a great actor. He's also an incredibly think, talented actor. You think those things aren't related in your mind? <laughs> I think. I think they're related in that he has like you know a face that he can do great expressions mm-hmm. with. <laughs> I don't know. He's I got think, some yeah. great expressions. But Nick. but like so much of Andrew Garfield's performances are like his his physicality and like his 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 uh, his, his tonality with his voice. You know, I think it's you guys are biased. Hot. I think you guys are hot biased. <laughs> to be honest, sorry. It's true. Andrew Garfield was the kid in his musical theater high school class that everybody loved who got yeah. around yeah it's like all <laughs> I, do, I didn't know kids. that i didn't know that <laughs> no um, i don't i don't know that i'm just he's he's like the guy who stood out you know he got all mm-hmm. the lead roles definitely he was funny i like that he was the loser of the special fan I, yeah, I like that he was a loser too he was like, uh, he was like insecure that Again, like the 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 type of choice that like any anyone who's writing this movie would have made, but it's like a good choice. <laughs> I thought it was actually clever. I don't think anyone would have done that. You yeah, you I don't so you don't too. think there's an element where like oh nobody likes those movies, we're gonna make him like the loser Spider Man? No, because uh, people really yeah. do like those movies. Yeah, actually. I think it was clever okay. and okay. a good use of the all the amazing. I like that all the amazing Spider Man characters were just jokes, and then all the Toby ones were like returns. That was cool. <laughs> I I uh, I really like the line where Electra is like. You know, I really thought you were black. <laughs> yeah. Maybe my, somewhere out there there's me. a black Spider-Man. <laughs> my theater liked that. Everybody liked it. Yeah. I, I like when I like when Andrew Garfield says I'm sorry after that. That was, <laughs> that was funny too. Oh man, I'm sorry. That was yeah. funny. Um That was pretty good, Ben. That was almost comparable <laughs> yeah. to your favorite actor of all the Spider-Man <laughs> delivering that line. <laughs> That was great. Um, Thank you. Speaking of speaking of theater reactions, I, I want to emphasize. I want to emphasize something, which is yeah, tell that, that story. Um, I one of the main things I enjoy about seeing Marvel movies in theaters is that other people are there and they're excited to see a movie with you, and they're excited to clap and and, and cheer at all the right moments. Um, and I haven't really gone that in any of the Marvel movies I've seen this year because they're not very good, and also I saw them often in like empty theaters like you know a bunch of people clapped when we saw black widow at the end but like i was mainly just confused man that Um, felt so disorienting like that everybody clapped at the end of that movie i was like i thought i just watched a really bad movie everybody at that movie was also wearing a black widow t-shirt so we saw it with like a bunch of diehards and it just felt like we had entered a, a cult of which we were not part of um Anyway, uh, this movie, I thought the, the, the theater going, the movie going experience for this was electric. And it was something that I haven't felt since at least Endgame. Um, and that was spectacular. And, and there, there's a point in this movie where the characters are talking about MIT. We see this movie in a theater that is in Somerville, Massachusetts, which is next to Cambridge. We're in Boston. Um, and Peter brings up the idea of being Spider-Man in Boston. And our theater just starts clapping and cheering. Um, and that's like maybe the best thing that's ever happened to me in a movie. <laughs> I loved it. The second best thing that happened at this screening was when Venom showed up in the post credit scene and everybody, half the theater goes, boo! 
And the other half of the other starts clapping. <laughs> um, I was I was booing. I was booing. I'm never gonna see a Venom movie. And uh, then when he goes when he gets zapped into the other theater, the other you know, it switches and everyone yeah. <laughs> or sorry, he gets zapped into the other universe. And Joe and I cheered. <laughs> he's gone <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's too funny <laughs> that was great um do we have any any extraneous thoughts on the movie any any future predictions for future movies um i hope they come to boston yeah i think okay. yeah i mean my detailed breakdown of what i think is going to happen in the next spider-man movies i think mary jane is going to figure it out again because she still has memory of spider-man saving her and i think the next movie is going to open with uh probably peter is in boston maybe at community college or something because he doesn't have any paperwork or records or anything um and he's he's yeah it seems it seems to me like legally he he shouldn't exist anymore based on the ending of this movie i know the ending of this movie doesn't make sense we've talked about it a lot uh off off mic um and i don't care i don't care that it doesn't make sense (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think maybe MJ is, like, in danger or something, and I think Spider-Man saves her again. Um, and yeah. maybe he's, like, maybe he's like following or her. Maybe he needs like, science help later. Hmm. Yeah. And he's like, I need the science problem solved, so he goes there. I mean, I think I think Ben is right with, like, they obviously should bring back Zendaya. Um, obviously they and- should have Zendaya and Ned make out, because that... <laughs> that they should have gone for that, because my whole theater, and I think, you, I think everyone's theater everybody is like expecting that ned comes in and like they do in the diner yeah i don't think i don't think they need it i don't think they need the added layer of oh no and now he's got competition the shock shock factor alone would have been (laughs) no 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 nick i i understand that i understand the bit you're doing it is weird that mj and ned are friends afterwards though like what are they friends no no because 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 ned mj doesn't seem to like ned very much i mean i don't like ned (laughs) <laughs> um maybe they should have kissed so no, so no. what do we think of the rumors that timothy chalamet has been cast good as good Cosmos rumors good, uh, good idea I, think, I really like it i think it's really a good idea i think it's when possible is, when is james uh, franco coming back that's my oh no <laughs> <laughs> he was not very good <laughs> Just a big downfall for that guy after Freaks and Geeks. <laughs> um, I mean, Timothy Chalamet says he doesn't want to do a superhero movie. Apparently, it's because he got rejected from Spider-Man. Um, that makes sense. But yeah, to like be Spider-Man, yeah, sounds like he has the um, inherent resent to play this character already. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, what? It sounds perfect now that you said that. Here's my take: Timothy Timothy Chalamet has a different character than a lot of like what I would call the leading boys in Hollywood right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like the young guys, the young hot guys. Um, Timothy Chalamet has got a different energy to him. Um, and I maybe, I maybe don't want, want him in the MCU. I don't I do. want him to like go through the fit. Disney school of acting, you know? He can, he can do it. He should do it. Everyone, you, everyone's got to come. Joe, there's so many movies. Everyone's coming. Every, every, yeah, everyone yeah. Every, everybody's, coming. it's like, it's like Knives Out too. Everybody's where, here. Where um, is Seth Rogen? Where is he? 
Seth Rogen should play the thing. I haven't told you guys this. I I I I <laughs> believe so much that Seth Rogen needs to play Benjamin J. Grimm the thing. Okay, great. In the Fantastic I'm Four. Glad you found a way to rope him in because everyone's coming. It's a party and everybody is coming to this party. Do you guys have Do you guys have any other suggestions for <laughs> Ben Grimm? Because <laughs> he's got to be Seth Rogen. I don't care. Yeah, that sounds great. I, that, I believe great. that in my heart and soul. Is <laughs> everyone is coming to this party? <laughs> I yeah. who else has not been in it? I mean, I feel like we got everyone. I mean, yeah, man. I mean, we just cast Jamie Fox now. You know, I mean, who else? Sir Sharonin has not been in a superhero movie. Sir Sharonin, well, that's whack. But uh, but Meryl now Street, uh, Meryl... Florence Pugh has. True. Um. Uh. Emma Watson. She hasn't. No. That's who, whack. She's got to come. Who's your, who's your Emma Watson superhero? Uh, like, Kitty Pryde. No, no, she's yes. too old now. She's too old nope. now. No, she's not. <laughs> she's like 30. We'll make it work. We'll make it work. Put the makeup on. We, we got. We can do it. They just like, they never did a regular Kitty Pride movie in the old X-Men movies. So I feel like they have to use Kitty Pride at some point. Um, yeah, I, I think they're going to do a, a Kitty Pride and Iceman thing. No, the... no, you're ridiculous. <laughs> what do you mean? Ben's a big... <laughs> You like that bit in the comic, the ridiculous part in the comics where Kitty Pride and Iceman date, even though Iceman is gay. No, I mean I like it when when he's like he's like, no, no, I've met a future version of myself who's gay. I can't, I, I can't date you. I think that's you, you mean great. you mean a you mean a past version? Yeah, whatever it is. Wait, a past. it's not teenage no Iceman. I don't it's care. I, I've read every X Men comic. I'm sorry. <laughs> Joe, I I read it too. I just don't remember it. <laughs> okay, uh, Emma Watson. He's explaining it. Emma Watson could play Jean Grey. You know, you those kids from. But she's Stranger Grey. Things. No way. Joe, no those way. kids from Stranger Things. They're oh, not the MCU. Oh, where yeah, are they? Uh, Millie, Millie Bobby Brown. Millie Bobby Brown's gotta be someone. Why don't they just come in as the kids from Stranger Things? You know, as <laughs> as, as as we move forward in this like movie like complex franchise like like world we live in, where like things just like cross over and like franchise off of each other. Like you guys realize that like all these franchises, are, they're, they're going to cross over. You guys know that, right? Wait, yeah. wait, 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 yeah, wait, All the movies are about to be connected. Guys, guys all guys, of them. Sadie Sink has got to be Jean Grey. Oh yeah, for sure. That's yeah, a good one. Not? That's a good one. I feel, I feel relatively confident in that casting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but uh, Sophie Turner was a pretty good Jean Grey until she didn't get anything to do yeah uh, um, yeah it's anyways okay. everyone's anyway. coming to the party everybody's coming to the party you guys yeah. gotta be there because everyone's already coming nick i i mean i do think you're right there's going to be a marvel and star wars crossover at some point and oh everything's it's... coming the mm. part the party will will only keep going nonstop forever we're exiting. We're exiting the, the 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 part of film history where movies are separate, and we're entering <laughs> the one where they're all the same movie. <laughs> and you guys aren't ready. You're not ready, but I am. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I don't want it. You know, we've talked about franchises. We've talked about the Matrix Resurrections. They're, they're all coming to the same. Fr- the next Matrix is going to have cameos from the MCU. One hundred percent. Oof. <laughs> or Harry Potter, Harry Potter, or whatever. That's why they'd make a next Matrix. Um, they do yeah. it without the Wachowskis, and they 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 do like you know. No, that's a different studio. They do Harry Potter. Yeah, Harry yeah, Potter yeah. would show up. Yeah, he'd, yeah. He'd yeah. be like the um, magic. It's coming for you. 
<laughs> and and then that would set up the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but you forget that Spider Man and Marvel are different studios too. This oh. whole thing is a oh. big. It's a big saucy. studio IP management fest. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Saucy, um, saucy. They're all coming to hang out. I I hate this conversation. It gives me a headache. Um, <laughs> Joe, all the movies are connected now. Sorry. Okay. Nothing is sacred. Just uh, just Godzilla. Tr- He's in Ladybird, Joe. Yep, that's <laughs> that's a fact. Just uh, really, really try to give me a good X Men movie this time. No, I, giving, I, Joe, I, Joe, you're not getting a good X Men movie. Get your head out of your I, ass. I know, I know, you're, you're I know. I'm a, not. You're getting a worse X Men movie easily. There's gonna be like no violence or blood. Yeah, <laughs> Wolverine's gonna stab people like off screen. I, mean, I, 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 I well, I don't even want Wolverine to be in it. I'm sick of Wolverine. <laughs> Give me. I think we're done talking about Spider Man. Right? I think we're done talking about Spider Man. You guys, so what's, make, what's you guys make me sad. What, when is the animated Spider Man coming to the regular Spider Man? Because that's happening. That's soon. All of the oh, all all of boy. the all of the live action cast. Tom Holland and Zendaya are like, we'd love to be in the animated Spider-Man. They're coming, and then like, and then they haven't like mentioned it at all on the animated side, and like they've already they've already basically made those movies. Like the they're, the next one, the next one's coming out next year, and then there's like a third one that they've had in production at the same time as the second one. Yeah, um, there's just no way that if they haven't already cast Tom Holland and Zendaya, then they're probably not in the movie. <laughs> oh, they're in it. I I'm not sure they'll do it. I'm not sure. Um, I don't need that. I. Uh, you guys like I indie like... films? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not anymore, because now they're just part of the MCU. They're MCU <laughs> films. There is no indie what, um, films. What's a really good... <laughs> Sorry. What's a, what's a really good indie movie? That Barney Stinson is in, the, is in the MCU now. He's He's part of it. He no, was, he always was. He was he there was, the whole time. He was at the Battle of New York. <laughs> trying to pick up curls. <laughs> okay, guys, we have to move on. We have to move on to the next segment. Okay, I'm ready. Ben, I, I I believe I believe you asked of us when we were planning this episode that we do a Spider-Man movie ranking segment. <laughs> oh, um, okay, great. I'm excited. I th- I think this can be like Ben. This can be like your main province. I don't know if I have it in me to oh, rank all the Spider-Man. Movies. I'm oh, so yeah. ready. Ben, go first. Oh, okay. I mean, I'll just I mean, like endorse okay. whatever like, Ben says. Like, you know, this is an obvious. Okay. Go from go from I, the I worst. These, from the worst. I, from I the watched worst. all these movies. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I, I watched all these movies so recently, and I'm so confident in in this ranking. Okay, I'm ready. Um, the worst. What's the worst? The worst okay. is the first Amazing Spider-Man movie. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, that sounds are right. Ridiculous when they say the second one is worse than the first one. Yeah, Does yeah, the yeah. second one make less sense than the first one? Absolutely. Is it less entertaining than the first one? 
not by a long shot. It's so much more entertaining. It's it's it's, it's got it's got Harry Osborne. It's got emo Harry Osborne, and he's he's like doing this fucking. Uh, he's like he's like at a, he's talking to Electro, and he's like, "I need you, Electro," and like <laughs> like like there's just a but you know Paul Giamatti's Rhino is in this movie. Wait, Nothing Harry Osborne Spider- is in Spider Man. He in, is in the yeah. Amazing Spider Man too. Wow. Uh, you know, maybe I'm jumping the gun a little bit here. I'll I'll just do these back to back because I have them back to back. So anyway. Amazing Two is the next worst. Amazing Amazing Spider Man Two is the next worst. Okay, um, I, I'm gonna just agree with that because I haven't seen them in a while, so we're just yeah, gonna all yeah, agree on that. Yeah. So, Amazing Spider Man Two is it, it's bad, but is it super entertaining? Absolutely. I I you know this movie's like first half hour is actually a good movie, except for the bit where he's like not stopping the car even though he could and it's like endangering people um you know and then the rest is terrible just like the first one um you know the thing that people don't mention about the amazing spider-man movies is that they're just like super boring they're like twilight if they had spider-man in them (laughs) anyway uh andrew garfield and emma stone are pretty good in the second one and not in the first one Uh, the first one they're actually really bad um Mm, my my where number seven on my list is spider-man three Okay, that's um, worse than Far From Home. Yeah. Okay. I don't. Let's 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 dig in. I think I don't agree with that. Okay. I back when we made our Far From Home episode, I said something to the effect of, "I think I might like this movie less than Spider Man 3. Yeah. Um. And Nick, you said mm, that can't possibly be true. And it now is. Two years now. Two years later, I think it's true. And one day after I watched Spider Man Three. Yeah, huh. you watched that movie yesterday. Yeah, that I think... movie. That movie it's, is it's not a fun. it's it's not a good movie per se. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of good parts. Yeah, Man, I agree, and it's right. really funny. It's really funny, and it does another thing which I really respect, which is like it feels like it's part of the other two, and like it doesn't because yeah, it's it doesn't, a, it's the same director. Like it, like it doesn't. Yeah, but it has characters that cross over. Yeah. Like it just like doesn't offend me. Like it makes me feel good because I just watched the other two. So like, I kind of yeah, I kind of like. I mean, I like it. It's the worst. But it's, <laughs> it, I think it's, I'd rather, I'd always rather watch it than Far From Home because it yeah. takes me there. It takes me there and Far From Home takes me nowhere. Even, even though, though we're supposed, even though it's yeah. supposed to be taking us to Europe. Exactly. Joe, exactly right. Good point. I guess, you know what? <laughs> Far From I, Home okay. is so dumb. It's like, oh, it's the bad guy, but he's secretly the good, like, oh, it's like oh I just want to throw up. I'm just thinking about it. Like, it's like, oh my God. <laughs> Peter has I, drones. It's so good. I'm so glad they like wrote those out like in the first five minutes of this movie. You know, I guess I believe that. I, I was. I think I believe that. Spider-Man: Far From Home um, doesn't understand any of the appealing things about Spider-Man. Okay, yeah. I'm glad we agree. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then, okay. Then Spider-Man Three, obviously, which is you know it's good. It's not that. Then good. Spider-Man Three. Spider- then I Spider-Man, Spider-Man Homecoming. 3, not actually that bad of a movie in retrospect i think yeah 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 um what's next spider-man homecoming is what i put okay. next yeah 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 uh yeah. spider-man homecoming entertaining i have not thought about it since i watched it originally yeah um next maybe is a little bit i don't know this is harder now it's harder but i'd i'd put no way home in my number four slot i agree um you know i think i think yeah. i don't know yeah I mean, I mean you know it's it's pretty good. I enjoyed it. Like like these top four, I I enjoy pretty solidly. Um, I go back and forth on the number two and three spot 
because I think, and, and, you know, I think, I know there's some disagreement among these, but I would say number three, I love all three of these movies to be clear. Mm -hmm. Um, I think number three is the original Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Um, what are you talking about number two no the original one nick (laughs) yeah but it's slot number two it's the second best is that what you're saying the third best the third third best best. like wait are we only doing the live action ones i don't think oh oh into the spider-verse oh okay all right i didn't know that sorry (laughs) (laughs) i'm sitting here like what does he mean number three like (laughs) It's a it's a theatrically released movie with Spider Man in the title. <laughs> okay, Joe. <laughs> All right. Um, sure, whatever. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. I really like the first Spider Man movie, and sometimes I actually, you know, do believe that it's better than the second one. Um, I, I think it's your. I think it's better. Your opinion, Nick, you you sure. think um, it's you think it's the best Spider Man movie? I think it's number one. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that I always forget about the first one before I rewatched it a couple months ago, uh, back to back with is that it's great. Third, it's that a perfect, it's that, a perfect movie. That that movie is really friggin' good. It it's, clips it's, along. It yet that movie is so fast paced. There's not a yeah. single moment of that entire movie that I'm bored. Um, Except for wait, is that is that in the second one where he's in the hospital with Mary Jane and he's like, your eyes, like they're so beautiful. No, like, that's the first one. Okay, well that's the only part, but even that's so funny that like. Yeah. <laughs> um you know, I think like the first one has some bits that I'm probably less enthusiastic about in the other two. I think it's I think it's like less uh visually appealing than Spider-Man 2 and Into the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. Um But guys, and... it, it, here's the thing about Spider-Man the first one. It is Spider-Man. It is Spider-Man. It is it is the basis by which we are judging all other Spider-Man movies. It Not explains it. everything we need to know about Spider-Man. Our this, standards, this movie, this to movie. be honest, not even just other Spider-Man movies. Every single Marvel movie <laughs> since the first Spider-Man movie has been based in some way on this first Spider-Man movie. That's yeah, true. It also, it also totally, it totally it changed changes. The game. It changes <laughs> the game in terms of superhero movies. It changes like honestly just like it refines the cultural understanding of spider-man like this is a movie that you know gets it in all of our heads that uncle ben says with great power comes great responsibility yeah you know yeah that's why we're like this doesn't if, if we if we watch a new spider-man movie and we're like ah, oh, i don't know this new actor playing spider-man doesn't feel like spider-man we're talking about toby Maguire's spider-man in the first spider-man that's what we're talking that's about that's true that's true those are it all is, it is points. so good it is it starts it starts the movie opens and he's like Oh, he's like, oh, who am I? Like, I'm a loser. And it ends with him being like, I'm Spider-Man. And it is fantastic. Yeah. It's like, like, what a way to open and close a movie. He's like, this is, he opens it. He's like, oh, it's like, this is a love story. And he ends it and he like walks away from Mary Jane. He's like, I'm Spider-Man. It's incredible. I mean, it's just like, it's dumb, but it's like, it, it can be dumb at moments. Like it ages a little, but it's just like, it's just, it's so good. And it's so Spider-Man. Yeah, that I have to put it's number one, number one for me. No, no question. I uh, I agree with all of your points. I just I, I I like the the two movies that Ben has above it even better. So, I actually am not always quite sure that I like Spider Man Did the Spider Verse better than I like the first Spider Man movie. Okay, and, and okay, my reasoning I think is pretty well founded. Spider Man Into the Spider Verse is 
I think visually, animation-wise, you know, it's it's incredible. I think everyone agrees on that. It's it's like obviously pushing the medium forward in some incredible ways and in ways that had never been done before. Um, it's so rewatchable. It's so funny. You know, dramatically, I think it works. I think it does its job. It falters th- here and there. I think that Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse has some moments that are like, that could have been a little bit more fleshed out more. Like Gwen and Miles's whole thing, which is like, you know, Joe, we always have this argument, but Gwen and Miles's whole relationship in that movie is texture. <laughs> there's there's like not do we really... do we always have this argument well i thought i thought i thought the argument i thought the argument we always have is that i don't think they should be romantic and you think they should well i think they um, should be romantic and i think the movie doesn't have enough time for that i think it's obviously setting that up um and i think it's where the next two are going anyway really i don't uh, know we'll see weird. we'll see Aren't, i guess yeah. they're not the same versions of each other i guess i guess that's true yeah they're different people um yeah. um you know, I, th- I think that movie mostly really works. And the reason that I might put the first one above it on any given day that I'm feeling like it is I think the first one just has a, you know, Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse wraps up really neatly. Um, it's a it's it's a really neat package. Um, and the original Spider-Man, like Nick was saying, has th- has these great moments of like just kind of uncertainty. Like at the end, you're kind of like, mm-hmm. well, what what is going on? You know, is MJ going to be with him? Is is that's like the is, only is, thing? What? He like, I feel like it does wrap up. It just like leaves. It does leave like one or two things. Yeah, it just it just doesn't. It doesn't. At the time before there was going to be a Spider Man two, even though obviously there was going to be a sequel, um, you know, it ends in a place where we like we want to know what happens next, but also it's 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 like he makes a decision. It's not yeah. like it's not like that isn't an ending. Yeah. No, I'm just I'm just saying that the original Spider-Man doesn't necessarily give the audience everything that they want because it's right for the story. Mm-hmm. And I think Spider-Verse sometimes is like I'm just going to I'm going to fucking give the audience everything they want, you know, maximum character satisfaction at any given moment. Um and I th- I think that, you know, can sometimes it, it's obviously a very strong movie. Um, but I think it's, it's sometimes is a little bit more, uh, boring to watch on repeat than the first one for me, especially when it's It's a movie that's eager to be liked. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, Which I think is fair because I think it has a lot to prove, but, um, Nick, yeah, I think, I think you're right. You, you like Spider-Verse less than either of us, I think, right? No, I think it's good. (laughs) <laughs> have you have you softened on that movie because i remember when i guess you don't even remember when you originally saw it even though we do <laughs> i think it's a really good movie um let me check the list we just made because i wrote it down a little mm-hmm. um, um yeah i think it probably second best or, or third best okay yeah i think yeah i think um I don't really know about No Way Home versus 2. But, like, those two are sort of hanging out. And then I feel like Spider-Verse is probably better than that. And then, um... And then, yeah, just the first one. I think it's the yeah. best. So I guess we should go to... Yeah, it's definitely better than, like, the second one. 
I don't know. So, I guess our, so, I don't so know. Let, let's let's go there. Let's go. I guess there. our big argument is: is Spider Man Two the best Spider Man movie, or is it the first Spider Man movie? Ben and I, Ben and I <laughs> think that Spider Man Two is almost certainly the best superhero movie ever made. I don't get it. Why? Why? Why do you think that? Yeah, let's have this. Let's um. Let's what is, again. What is okay? I, this is what I asked in the chat, and then you guys didn't respond for like two days. Because I, <laughs> I didn't even see that until this what? morning, man. What? <laughs> I, like I like didn't understand what you. I were thought saying. I broke you guys. I was like, I lost my friend over this. Like <laughs> you kind of did. <laughs> what is oh in God. the second one that is not already in the first one? Maybe it's a little better in the second one. Maybe like better executed. But what what is new? What is new? What what is I, it doing as a like a franchise movie as the second in a series? As a, I I think it. What is it moving forward? Everything has more depth. Go ahead, tell me about it. What, what has more depth? What are you talking about? Okay, Ben, you've seen you've seen this movie more recently than yeah, I. Yeah, I think I, I think in, instead of I think I think the first movie is obligated to focus a lot more on, you know, uh, Peter's struggle with Uncle Ben, um, and you know, what it means to be a hero in relationship to Uncle Ben. Um, and really father figures in general, because Norman Osborn is kind of a separate father figure at the end, which is, you know, that, that whole moment at the end where he's like, you know, I, I, you were like a son to me, Peter. It's great stuff in the first movie. Um, and I think the second one is about, you know, what is, what does that look like in terms of like his day-to-day life? Like, like, would Peter still want to, do this and the the movie kind of comes away with this answer is like like no his life would his life would suck if he had to do this and i think after that he has to find a new reason to do it um and to me that's a lot more you know kind of kind of human and relatable than you know my what's what's his new what's his new reason his new reason his Mm. his his new reason at the end of the movie is you know aunt may gives him that speech about uh you know i think there's a hero in all of us um and people need uh someone to look up to and to uh strive for um sort of there needs to be someone for people to look up to um with the little kid next door right with the little kid next door yeah and and also that scene like the 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 whole implication of like aunt may knows he's spider-man crazy <laughs> that's true yeah Seems I, I, no i i mean i do think that's i mean that's good. like that's one of the reasons i love the movie <laughs> yeah okay. um i think i think this movie leans in a lot harder on a kind of peer the the like details of peter parker's personal life that i'm really interested in um and i also think that there's kind of that aspect to it where Peter realizes that he has to do this because it gives people hope. Um, it, 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 uh, it, it, that, that he is needed. Um, and not just that he is doing it because his uncle said he had to. Yeah. But basically, okay. Basically I agree with everything you're saying, except, except that I think it's silly. Like, Basically, I come out of the first one, and I'm like, okay, Peter is a hero because he learned when that guy killed his uncle that he's he's got to do the right thing, step up and do the right thing. Otherwise, you know, people could be hurt for the greater good of the city, right? And when Goblin asks him in a fight, you know, why are you doing this? Like, why are you doing the good thing? He's like, because it's good. 
and that is his only response. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. Like I come out of the first one, and I'm like, I don't like. I see what happens in the second one where he starts doubting why he has to do this. But for me, that's like a backtrack. That's not like a logical like, like okay, continuing on like his his plot and whatever. I think it's more interesting to focus on the part where he thinks he's hurting the people he loves, which sort of takes a backseat to him trying to figure out why he wants to be Spider-Man in the first place. So that's an interesting point. But I, but I, I do think that actually like, you know, with Mary Jane in this movie, that is, that's the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but it's different from what you're saying, right? Like that, that's, it is an aspect of the movie. I'm not saying it's not. Well, I, I think it's, it's, I'm not saying it's unrelated either. Like he learns these lessons together. Well, I think but, I think the reason why he quit Spider-Man is because the there there's sort of two forces at play, right? There's this is the right thing to do, which is the lesson he learns in the first movie, and at the same time, there is the reality which he's rubbing up against, which is, damn, I really want to be with Mary Jane, I really want to be with you know my best friend Harry, and I can't do those things because I'm fucking Spider-Man, and this reality is not letting me, so I'm going to quit Spider-Man and try to do these other things. Okay, that's fine, and that's interesting, but basically what ends up happening is what I know is going to end up happening, which is that he's going to he's gonna learn the same thing again. Someone's going to be getting hurt, and he's going to say, I have to help this. And there is an interesting part of this movie where he's literally watching someone be beat and walks away, like multiple times like that, but ultimately the turning point is just that eventually he sees people being hurt, and he's like, man, I, I feel bad. And that's the same lesson. That, that, is, that is not different from the actions that, like, caused him to want to be spider-man in the first movie you know what i'm saying like it's interesting it's an interesting territory to explore but the way that it plays out is totally uninteresting because it's actually the same thing so like like if you're not going to go there like you're saying there's a new reason to be spider-man i find that stuff boring like for me like there's a scene in spider-man 2 where there's literally he's talking to his dead uncle and he's like yeah i can't do this power responsibility thing anymore and later what does he learn he sees a, a burning building and he's like man i should help people or they're gonna die like that's to me that's a really boring lesson to learn like it, well, it's, it, it, it's interesting, but ultimately he ends up in the same place and he learns it the same way. I know how he's going to learn it throughout the movie. So me it watching the, it is boring. Is it the, is it the same place? Because I think he's, I think he's, maybe it's slightly uh, different. I understand what you're saying. It, it is slightly different. I, I mean, no, I mean, I do think it's, I do think it's slightly different and I kind of think that's okay territory for a story to explore because that's like, you know, that, that feels more real to me that, you know, I, I do think there are, I, I think there are like lessons that, people kind of have to learn two or three times in their life. Fine, lives. dude, fine. But like, and I think that's okay. But I'm, I'm just saying for me, it's less interesting to watch. Just hands down, it's less interesting to watch. Okay, like I'm watching Spider-Man. He's not helping people right now. He's quit being Spider-Man. How, like to me, that's not interesting. Like I'm just like, yeah, eventually someone's going to be getting hurt and he's going to have to help them. That's what's going to happen. And that's what does happen. He gets a pep talk. He watches people be hurt, and then eventually he makes the right choice again. Like, like to me, like it's an interesting idea, but the way that it has to play out in a like a superhero movie, like a you know like a peppy like blockbuster, it, it, it is boring. It, it's really boring, and it drags the movie down for me. Yeah, I guess I've never found that stuff that boring because I feel like it's I, again. I kind of feel like it's playing with the ideas of like. Well, you know, but Ben, there's literally there's literally a repeat scene. There's literally a second scene of a burning building where he goes in and saves someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's literally, literally, quite literally retreading the same territory as the but first he, movie. He doesn't. He doesn't have his powers anymore, and he doesn't do it that effectively. Um, and 
he i think in that scene essentially learns that he that it's that you know regular people can't do the things that he can do again you know and yeah, I, again. I think you're actually i think you're actually wrong about uh the how he learns how to do it in terms of people being endangered because it's because it's that um it's that Mary Jane is endangered, right? Or am I misremembering? No, that? dude. Because in the in the burning fire, he realizes that someone else has died in that fire as well. Yeah. So that's just someone died is the is the lesson, you know, basically. So so when does he become Spider Man again? Is is it after Aunt May? Yeah. Then he helps Aunt May move in, and she's like a little kid, and I, I don't know, some somewhere around there. Well, I just I I feel like this whole thing rests on when does the he's back moment happen because i can't quite remember when that happens why does it rest on that well because you're making the argument that he sees people he sees people in danger it's one of the elements i don't know the exact moment but that that's a big element i feel like there's a i don't think we're forgetting an element i think we might be misremembering the order like i mean you you said that it's after he talks to may which i just took I'm pretty sure that's true, right? Okay, yeah. Then I mean, I think we're agreeing. Yeah. But I'm kind of yeah. I don't know. And then the the rest of the movie has similar things, which I get. I mean, I think I feel like I've said what I wanted to say about that. But like for me, that's less yeah. interesting. And then in addition, everything else that is happening in the movie, I feel like I I just saw in Spider Man One. Like, oh, there's a scientist. He turns bad. Okay, great. You know, Harry's doing nothing or whatever he does. And uh, mm-hmm. Peter wants to be with Mary Jane. And that, that, that's all same, same, you know? So it's, it's already Actually, less interesting. I think, it's, I think it's a pretty legitimate criticism that, that Harry does nothing in this movie. I think he has <laughs> even less to do than he did in the first movie, actually. <laughs> um, so it is, it is after, I just checked the movie, it is after Aunt May. That is when, when it happens, he gets that speech. There's also, like, the last part of the movie is dumb, and I don't like it. Uh, which part? He's like, oh, I captured Mary Jane and the sun experiment. And they're like, how are we going to fix it? And he's like, I'll throw in the river. I was like, this part is just not doing it for me. Just that the whole okay. like final villain fight, basically. Yeah, okay. It's kind of dumb. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, um, I think, Nick, historically, you have valued uh, movies surprising you uh, more than, than Ben and I necessarily value that. Is that where you're going with? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, to, I, I don't know. Me, I, think the, that's, the valuable, I think that's part of it. I think to me, the valuable part of that stuff is in in the final scene is that Mary Jane finds out Peter is Spider Man. Yeah, that's fine. And I think that's more interesting. I just think that scene is weak. I mean, the whole thing is is weak overall. I also think it's weird that like the the whole thing is about like oh Peter has to learn to like you know tell people he loves who he is and they can take that responsibility for themselves. You know, he doesn't have to, like, have the burden of, like, if they're going to get hurt or whatever. And, like, the way that plays out is just, like, the, the chance. By chance, Mary Jane sees who he is. I, th- I think that's kind of silly because it's, like, not a choice that he made. What? Is that what happens? Because doesn't happens. he take the mask off because Doc Ock needs to see who he is in order to understand? Yeah. Isn't that a similar lesson? I don't think so. Okay. It's like the same lesson. No, it's not. Yeah, no, it's the same thing. 
It is? Yeah. Takes a mask off because someone else needs to understand who he is in order for like... Mm, I feel like that's different from like your loved ones being hurt by like being part of your life. I I think it's more that he understands Spider-Man as a part of himself rather than Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Okay, I guess what I'm saying is like if that thing with Mary Jane is going to happen, I would have preferred it that he's like, hi, I'm Spider-Man instead of like, she's like, oh, a building's going to fall on me. And he's like, whoop, got to jump over there. That's a decision in a way. It's just a dramatic way. No, it's not. No, it's not. She was going to die. He had to jump over there. He could have put the mask back on. Oh, Ben. He could have put them. He had to do it in a split second. No way. Like, that was just like, that's how it happened. You know? (laughs) Like, even if it was, then I I would have liked it to be more deliberate. Yeah. So, I don't know. I thought it's really good, and it's doing all the good things I like. But just overall, like, it's not... It doesn't have as much value to me, especially, you know, entertainment when I, when I, cause I watched this right after seeing the first one. So yeah, that's kind of where I was at. Well, I think this debate continues for another day because I have some tacos that are on the way. Yeah. I think, um, I think <laughs> you, you I, you guys like seen... my limerick. <laughs> yeah, man. I haven't seen this movie in a couple of years, so I'm due for a rewatch. Um, which is why I didn't participate much in this part of the discussion. <laughs> you, weren't, you weren't allowed to participate. You tried to talk once and I interrupted you. <laughs> my, my, my memory of this movie is not what I thought it was. So It's good. It's a really good movie. Um, anyway, uh, Ben, thank you for joining us for our by far longest episode yet. Uh, uh, of course. You want to, you, Nick, you want to you yeah, sign us off with a wise wisdom? quote? Okay. Some wisdom. I'd love some wisdom. I think there is a certain quote that might help with this episode, but I don't know if that's the one you have. Uh, uh, with great power comes great responsibility. Who said that? Uncle Ben said that. You fucked it up. Yeah, Why? With great power, there must also come great responsibility. Oh, you guys get the hell out of here. That's... No, it's important. It has to be imperative. <laughs> no way. It has to be a command. Oh my god. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yours is dumb i can't i can't deal with it it's too complicated too many right. too many conjunctions okay looks like thank, we're signing off <laughs> thank you for listening to out of our heads a comics and pop culture podcast from the minds of joe bortner and nick Bertapapis. you can contact us at out of our heads pod at gmail.com where you can send us letters or tell us about books you want covered on the show uh also you can find me at social media on at my handle at joe b underscore draws nick's not on social media we'll be back next week stay safe see you next time hey.